Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About It. This is Susan Johnson, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis O'Brien. Great to be here. (laughs) And our very special guest, Denny Gates. Hey, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. He is our most special guest. Yes, he is. We picked him to, this is our pre-holiday show. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Right, mm-hmm. right on. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you guys. Very Thank good. You. Thank you. And See, we pick knows him... just what to say all the time. <laughs> because it's, you know, it's the end of the year, and a lot of special things kind of happen at the end of the year with car dealerships. And we thought maybe you'd give us some some visions and ideas about what's going on and with different car deal- dealerships uh, an update here in this, on the in this area. Yeah. From your yeah. perspective. So, so you might want to start off with some of the special things and then go to the industry. Well, we just, you guys just missed Free Car Friday, which was, everybody got a free car. You didn't know about that? Oh! <laughs> yeah, no, just, just, oh, we, just kidding. We should have had you on sooner. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, no, the, um, the industry's been, um, it's been a while since I've been on, and the industry has been like a, I don't know what it's been. It's been all, it's been like the world. It's been crazy. And it's, yes. it's, we had no cars. We had less than no cars, if that makes any sense. They yes. were sold on the way in. And now we have some cars, which is great. Some vehicles. Good. I should say the word vehicles, not cars. So that's, that's where we stand on a real uh, thousand foot view. We have vehicles finally. We have trucks, we have cars, mm-hmm. and we have SUVs. So people are looking to purchase vehicles, yep. and I know that people were uh, looking for that during the COVID situation, and then we ran into the uh, differences in terms of the strikes that happened in Detroit, and so now I think that everybody's back to manufacturing here in, in the country, uh, which has been a huge plus, I think, for everyone, uh, including Detroit and uh, other places around the country that are manufacturing our, our motor vehicles. So uh, I just wondered. So we have, uh, we have uh, a, a big popularity with trucks. Tell us a little bit about the trucks and maybe some of the differences in the trucks. Well, we have, you know what I've seen come back into the, the market in the last three years are the subcompact trucks, <laughs> which we haven't had. I mean, remember the iconic Ford Ranger or I think it left us in 2014 or 15, maybe, and, and I, there was very few made. But I think in large, the big production, it was about 2013. And that came back a handful of years ago. And Nissan came out with a new small uh, subcompact truck, too. And we're finally getting that market where we, we just haven't had, there just hasn't been an emphasis on that vehicle. It was the biggest truck you could make was better. That was what it was for the mm-hmm. last 10 years. Yeah, it looks that way on the road, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I see. And I, I you see question. a shadow when it's a truck. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, of course, I love uh, our truck uh, that we got there from you. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a regular Ford F-150, and it's, uh, you know, it's good size. It's got a full bed and all that. Uh, but there are some new changes with the beds and, and how the gates work and all that sort of yes. thing. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. You know, that's an interesting question. There's so, the multifunction tailgates, the ones that open like a barn door, not like a barn door. They fold half down. They do this. They do that. You can put plywood in here and hold it up. You can pull this down and put a flagpole in the back. Like the, the amount of versatility in a pickup truck in the last three years make you, make you spin. Yeah, it, it, it lights are under. It's got under cab lighting. Under I love that. Lighting, I love that. Yes. Spray and bed liner. Yeah. Uh, Versatrack systems. Uh, power. Uh, power. You know, DC power in the back. It's. 
I, I, the speakers. We got speakers in yeah. truck uh, in truck um, tailgates. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I don't. I think I think you can you can just live in your bed of your truck. Well, you can certainly have a party without those speakers, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> Finally, well, I, you I, I, <laughs> I love my truck, even though it's in Susan's name. And, and we, we, it's, 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 sure. it's going on 11 years old, and it, it is it is still going strong. It, it is fantastic, and I bring it in to see Joe at, at Columbia yeah, Ford yeah, every yeah. so often, and he takes they take care of it for me. And when I get the bill, I almost look think I'm I'm back in the 1950s. It doesn't cost much at all to keep it going. Uh, Gates does a wonderful job. You 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 um I mean you I mean say, Columbia you Ford. Can't say 50s. You were born I think in 1990, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. He's, he's such a good-looking charmer, isn't he? Yeah, he's a sweet talker. No, uh, no, I wasn't. Actually, I, I, I did experience the '50s, and, and uh, I, can, I can remember what I can remember when I first was driving, paying a quarter, quarter a gallon for gasoline. That's how that's how far back I go. Yeah. My first, uh, my first car was a, let's see, a 1959 Ford Galaxy white convertible. What a cool car! It was yeah. a cool car, and I bought it used. And uh, you know, I I had that top down all the time, and mm. I was uh, I was very popular. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> did you have a surfboard for that thing? No, no, I, I couldn't afford the surfboard. The surfboard would have been <laughs> no, cool. No, no, you know, I bought that I bought that car with money I made uh, delivering papers and working on tobacco. Mm -hmm. I, my mother made me save, and I I I paid cash for that car. Unbelievable! But I, I love that car. That was my first car and it was a ford mm -hmm. and it was great red red trim white loved it all right well moving on to the next kind of uh, <laughs> car uh we're going to go on to the suvs because i think a lot of people like the suvs and uh that's something that you know especially when you have a family uh you want to have be able to put the kids and their friends in the suv yeah that's been a fun so mm -hmm. we talk about subcompact trucks and the other interesting is the suv that midsize SUV with a third row now. That was a big, I think, across all platforms, a big increase over the last couple of years. Now you can buy that midsize SUV that's better on fuel, that's got, um, that's got uh, you know, less, less maintenance than a full-size big truck frame SUV. So it's more affordable for a family. It's an alternative to a minivan, which I'm the biggest fan. I love minivans, let's just say. I'm a minivan guy. Love them, but it, it's an alternative, and it, you know if you're looking for different um, heights, height reasons, transitioning. Sometimes the van isn't as good as an SUV, etc. So the third row um, midsize SUV, big accomplishment over the last couple of years. Great, and that is something lots of families have. The who I know, I know our families uh, all like those t that style car, and uh, the kids and don't have to sit in the same row. Yeah, for the little guys, they don't have to sit in the same row. That's right. Sometimes an arm length, you know, different. Further yeah, that away. makes a difference. It's certainly, yeah. <laughs> oh, as a Grammy who drives, Less bruised I, arms. As a, as a taxi Grammy, I know. I know about those things. Yeah. But that I don't want to have to stop the car. Who gets out. the back seat? Is uh, that the biggest debate? Well, who gets the front seat? Actually. Oh, it's right. Well, yeah, get the front seat. Right so and shotgun. We have rules about that now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, oh, a handbook. <laughs> you have like a reward system? You pick them based on the stickers of the week? Well, yeah. it do, it's it kind of easy. like, you know, if you want to have something to eat after school, you must follow the rule book. <laughs> you must follow the rule book? I like it. Anyway, from what I understand, I, was re I did some reading today to prepare for the show. I always do. 
And um, you know, I knew I was going to get a lot more information from Denny Gates than I could than I could read anywhere, because I, you know, he he knows what's going on. And and uh, but I did read where, uh, which I was surprised to read that there there are more uh, sales of trucks and SUVs combined than there are cars yes. uh, nationwide. Yes, I was I was surprised. A, yeah, been that way for a long time. Yes. I did not know that. I did not know that. When do you think that took, when about did that occur? Because it used to be mostly cars and SUVs were kind of the outlier and trucks, of course, were just for uh, working purposes. And I think a lot of people, I mean, one of the reasons I like to have a truck is it gives me a lot of options. I can, uh, I first reason that I got the truck was because I like to put my uh, kayaks on them and just go and not have to worry about balancing them on a car. The next reason I discovered was, uh, hey, I can go to the store, buy furniture, bring it, bring it up, and I don't have to worry about getting it delivered and there's all kinds of things that i get rid of stuff too and go to the transfer station i don't need any uh hire anybody to do it so having a truck is a great thing i do i agree i think that the the tr- i think you see it tr- i don't know the timeline but if i had to guess i would say you saw a big a big transition in um a mid-size trucks so that would be that f-150 mm-hmm Mid-sized trucks. I would say you had a big transition in uh, in recent time. The most recent time, probably, you probably had it um, in two thousand and nine to ten, mm-hmm. eleven. Mm-hmm. Ten, so maybe ten to eleven, twelve. Before that, uh, late nineties, and before that, um, late eighties. <laughs> so eighty eights, the ninety sixes, ninety sevens, and then again in the twelves. And I think it it has to do with Sometimes price point, a bigger is always better. It was always kind of that way, right? Big, big, big. Get it, you know, bigger house, bigger this, bigger that. It's American, so, yeah. Yeah. So I think that was part of it. But the um, the the there's ta- there's a lot of small businesses, so tax deductions on bigger vehicles and trucks and commercial vehicles and such. Yeah. So that would be a, a, a factor as well. But I think there's a lot when we develop as a nation, as we develop, we're developing and we're we're, we're developing not. We're not developing necessarily more in a in a metro area as much as we are in a non-metro area. So we we see that growth brings more vehicles and means brings more trucks and brings more um, bigger stuff mm-hmm. on the market. I, I I think, and again, I don't mm-hmm. I, I just, don't profess to know. I think yeah, I think when that, did that they makes sense. When start putting yes. back seats in trucks? Where you could have, you know, that's a great point. Well, because that made a difference, I'm sure. I think I think that would be that '97 market. I mean, they had it for for here and there, but in spe- you know, but I think you could get it as a main option for pretty much everything. What is it like mainstream option? Yeah. Probably, I would say somewhere in the mid '90s was a big time for that. Yeah. Because before that, it was a lot of extended. So remember, it was either a long eight foot bed. Or six and a half foot bed with an extended. Right, right. And then it then the the beds went as small as five five and a half feet yeah. now with some of the, so there's been cat you know they 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 raked out the frame a little bit and then they made more conf- configurations. But in the auto industry, we have a universal platform. A lot of stuffs a unibody versus frame. So for for the listeners out there, a trucks on, most trucks or all trucks are on a solid frame. And then you have these the unibody platform, which is a way to manufacture across the whole nation, uh, the whole world, and that gives you um, the ability to make a platform here and also develop it in, you know, 
Europe. It, so there's a lot of manufa manufacturing took on a universal platform system. Yeah. So that's very interesting how you talked about the frames because it seems to me like if you had uh, one frame, then you'd have an easier way to put some of the visual in the back yep. on. Yep. And it's finally uh, connecting uh, like before with the two frames. Uh, it was, I think, a little bit harder to uh, connect everything uh, that had to be uh, – that can be connected now that we didn't have back in the day when we first had trucks. Technology and rigidity with, yes. with the way they make a universal platform. Yes. There's a lot of strength. I mean, just look at the way you build a home today yep. versus the way you built a home in the 1800s and the 90s and the, you know, in the 50s and 90s. When the 20s were a big, you know, time with, with an economy shift, right? So, like, there's all of this uh, enhancement and technology right. and safety and, um, the weight of a vehicle today versus the weight of a vehicle years ago. Oh, yes, absolutely. Of course, that's a big gas saver, too, with the yeah. lighter vehicles. You have a lot of gas savings. And, of course, the, the, the kinds of things that we're using now uh, for uh, all vehicle manufacturing, much lighter weight, uh, much lower on gas, uh, gasoline. So these are things that are uh, really great energy savings. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I wanted to uh, start chatting about a little bit is the e electronic vehicles. And uh, these vehicles that we have, uh, there are uh, been a lot of chatter about the electronic vehicles and uh, where we are today and what kinds are there out there. I mean, there's there's everything out there. I mean, it's interesting. You have ICE, which is your your traditional gas vehicle, right? Yep. And then your um, then you have a hybrid, and you have a, a, a fully electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. I have a hybrid, and I got I got uh, yours yeah. at your place, a Columbia uh, Ford, and uh, it's a great. It's a C Max. I don't think they make them anymore. I but, know, and I and love that, that. That's the best car yeah. I ever yeah. had. It is great, and uh, the mileage is fabulous. It just is. Uh, you know, been a fabulous car. I really enjoyed it very, very much. And uh, so, you know, it's going to be hard for me to <laughs> move along. But, uh, you know, and they should probably bring back the C-Max. Well, know. it's a dynamic time, too. Mm -hmm. Because when you're changing platforms and you're changing the way you build things today and you're designing things for the future, you're making a lot of adjustments and you're, and you're, and you're, and there's sacrifices along the way. And, and I think that's where we are as an industry. I think it's been a very interesting – I was reading something from the Associated Press, and I, and I scanned it, and it happened to come out a couple hours ago. But I, as a nation, I think we're going to be, I don't know, in the high hundreds, almost a million uh, you know, electric vehicles for this year, electric. And so it's a very interesting time because I, I don't know. Last time I was on the show, I don't know what that number was, but it was not close. Um, a lot of different manufacturers out there. Uh, a lot of different ways to do it. The, I think you have, an, you know, like a revolution out there a little bit, and it's and it's interesting. You know, when you do it for a living, as I do, it's it can be anxious times because you don't know what the next move is and what your infrastructure needs to look like, and how do I take a battery out of a vehicle, and you know what's what's that look like, and how do I handle it? We're big in the collision business, so you know how do I how do I pick the car up? an accident at a, at a, at a live accident how do I how do I handle that car when I get it to this to this to the um, collision center you know what is it what does that risk look like for the cars around it do I have the protocol for that how do I repair the vehicle you know what's that look like so a lot of training over the last you know three to five years and when you're in an industry live mm -hmm. you don't get to observe it sometimes you're in the 
in the you 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 understand that you're knee deep into what you're doing. You almost don't know what it looks like out above water. I certainly understand that very well. Just, that is, uh, no matter where you are, what you do. That is, <laughs> I think that's a classic analysis of no matter of everything that when people are involved in something. But I I, I do want to do a little bit of a comparison yeah. contrast analysis between a hybrid, which is uh, as you beautifully described the last time you were on the show uh, show about how when you put your foot on the brake it charges the battery yep, yep, and saves yep, you the yep, gas. Yep. Okay, so you've got a battery in there, but it's not a lithium chip battery. Correct. And in the EVs, the electronic vehicles, fully electronic, they may have a little gas tank just in case, yep. but uh, most of them are lithium chips. Correct. So that's a totally different type of technology. Correct. And it's different type of repairs. Correct. It's a different different situation. Why don't you give us the, your analysis on, on the differences just to, in terms of how uh, how the uh, hybrid works with the, um, you know, the, the battery that's, what kind of a, let's start with what kind of a battery does a hybrid have? Well, I think that's an, a, a, an ever-changing mm. scenario. Yes. But I like to talk about the function. Yes. What I think okay. is, because I think this is more to the, to the viewer, I think the interesting part about a, a, a hybrid vehicle if you almost think about it, I had this 1954 tractor, yep. Farmall, Farmall Super M DTA, and it would start on gas actually, and then it would, then you'd pull lever and you convert it to diesel. So it's like a hopper motor got it going mm -hmm. and everything. So if you look at a hybrid, you almost want to think about it. I think the easiest way to scenarioize is like, all right, this car, which this car starts on um, electric and then transitions to gas. It doesn't always have to, but you know, that was the easiest way to explain it back in the old days. But I like to talk about performance because everybody buys a car and, he gets, and loves to have fun. These electric motors, whether it's a fully electric or a hybrid, they are a lot of fun off the line. They mm -hmm. make a lot of, they make, they make, they make things happen quickly, right? Yes, they They're do. They're very fast, yeah. oh, they all are. torque. Yep. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like when you were a kid and you had those little, those little DC powered car, you know, and you, they just zip around and, you know, fly around. So they, that's the same that's the same thing with these cars today. They're very, they're very fun to drive, no matter yes. what they are, and um, and I think with the hybrid, you 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 end up with an average fuel economy that seems to be quite sizably different than what a fully um, gas or the ICE vehicle of yesterday was, um, and in, in that space, the comparables. The last time I was on this show, where were, I think there was a huge difference. You'd get 37 miles per gallon on a hybrid, and you could get uh, 26 miles per gallon on a on a gas vehicle. Today, you're probably, you know, 40 40 miles combined, 38 miles combined on the hybrid, and you're probably, you know, 29 to 30 miles per gallon on a on a traditional gas. And then the electric is all about range. Right. So it, you know, you need kind of to get off that hot, that fuel economy and you get off range and you go to range. Yes, yes. So it's just very interesting. Yeah, so the range is is uh, something that it depends on the type of battery you have and there's a uh, different types of batteries, yes. but they're all lithium and I just don't understand how you could get a range of say 400 miles in one battery and 150 or 200 miles in a, in another battery. So I don't know that answer that yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, but, but it is uh, it is a question, and it seems as though there have been advances in the electronic <clears throat> vehicles uh, uh, to increase the range because it's been the complaint of most people when they have a an EV. And I think there's a uh, there's a weight versus 
the size of the structure, what you're moving. Like you take a Hummer, right? The, mm-hmm. the word, remember Hummer, right? So mm-hmm. I just want to say out there in the world, the Hummers are back. We sell them. And they are massive like they've always been. Yeah, they are massive. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, you, I think that's probably the most quintessential guzzler of fuel that I could ever say. If I say the word Hummer, it sounds like it's just, it's gonna... I don't want to be parked behind that or a jet. But now they're all electric. <laughs> and they're the fastest thing you've ever seen. And they're quiet and they're cool and they crawl. Yeah, they crawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's a, that's they, such they an crawl. amazing. Uh, and they are lithium batteries too. Yes. Okay. And the weight inside of these vehicles is it, tremendous, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. The, the the when you drive them is substantial, mm-hmm. and I think that must play factor into their ability to keep the, the mileage. Hey, we're going to ha- break for our sponsors, but this is Susan Johnson. I'm here with Dennis O'Brien and our very special guest, Denny Gates. And we will be right back after these messages for more information about cars in the future, cars today, and cars in the past. It's Dennis O'Brien back on Let's Talk About It with our producer, Matt Rupar, my co-host, Susan Johnson, and our very special guest, Denny Gates. Denny Gates, Thanks we for were, having uh, me. One thing I want to mention <laughs> is... Uh, Susan was talking about sponsors. Well, the main sponsor of this show for like the 21 or so years we've been on has been Gates. Has been, you know, Gates GMC especially, uh, was it GMC Nissan? What, you, you, Nissan you, GMC Nissan. GMC Nissan. You also sell Buicks out there, yep. right? Yep. And I, I had a Buick I once loved. <laughs> and I, I have dreams of having another Buick someday, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, I just want to say Gates gets it. Gates gets it, yes. Gates gets it, right. and we take anything in trade. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a goat. Anyway, I don't even have to borrow it. Anyway, anyway, and also Columbia Ford, Kia, Columbia Ford, Columbia Ford, Kia, Columbia Ford, Kia. Yep. Those are those are the two stores that uh, you know we focus on in, in our in your sponsorship. But you 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 and your you and your dad, Craig Gates, and a wonderful guy. Uh, done, does, has done so. We have done so much for this community in so many different ways, and, and but one of the great things you've done is to sponsor this show because it gives uh, our listeners an opportunity to hear from all kinds of people, uh, politicians, business people, anybody, anybody who has something interesting to say, and that's pretty much well, anybody. Well, we do arts and we do art, work, uh, entertainment, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, inter- education. Uh, we we. Do a huge variety of things, and it's also we're really working to make sure the community is connected, and that's the whole objective of the show, is to connect us with the community and make sure people have access to local information, and that's uh, the goal. I mean, and it's uh, that's the way I like to do the show, and I know you do too. Well, we have lots of superstars in this community, mm-hmm. and, and, and Denny Gates and his father, Craig, are definitely mm-hmm. two of them. They've done and, wonderful and, and work. And we really appreciate all you've done for the for the community, for the Elks Club, and, and helping to rejuvenate the Elks Club, which is a really important part of our of our culture here. And, uh, you know, we love having you on the show to bring people up to date on the, uh, the automotive industry. And, I mean, you're in it at a time when, uh, you know, uh, everything's changing so fast in all respects. Throughout the... You know, the economy, because it's been, it's been a technological takeoff. It's taken off ever since Edison, and, and, and it's going to just keep growing and growing and growing. So, obviously, in the business that you're in, you have to make adjustments constantly. The, yeah, and the biggest adjustment for us, we, we, will, we only can sell what somebody wants to buy. Right. Right? So, 
I think, and I think bygones are the days of selling someone they don't want something. Not that we did, but I mean, those days, the consumer right. is so educated, informed, and, and it's wonderful to work with this customer, the modern customer. They're a lot of fun. Um, but the days, the day, you know, the days of, you know, just having a busted knuckle wrench are over. And the, day, and the days of understanding computer programming to to calibrate the speed sensor yeah. from the car are here. Right. And it's, it's so interesting over the last few years. You know, I can remember not too long ago, seven years ago, you'd have these funky-looking boards with all these little graphs on them, and you'd have it in the shop, and you'd have hydraulics to lift it up, and that would be where you're setting the cambers for the lights, and you're doing all these other things. And now... That's not even, you know, those don't, that doesn't even exist, you know, it doesn't exist. Sure. And, you know, now you're worried about uh, sensors and the seats and are they, are they, are they act, you know, are they, um, act, are they acting properly and what's going on with the sensors that are in, you know, the sonar style sensors that are in the bumpers and the technology today yeah. is just, it's, is, you know, that's where we focus as an organization. You know, we're an organization automotively of, <clears throat> over 300 employees in this local market. And, and it's education on the future of the technology is our biggest effort and our big, and it's always going to be our biggest hurdle because the changes are everlasting. I'm glad you mentioned the number of employees because one, that's another thing that, you know, you do for the community is provide lots of great jobs. And that is, that is so important. I mean, the, the, the automotive industry is a big, is, you know, employs a lot of people. It's a big part of our national a state and local economy, and that's that's another reason why uh, you know we like having you on here because the changes are always coming, and you keep up with the changes. I just want to follow up on that because yeah. that's a good point, an excellent point, uh, because we have the tech schools, and my brother went through tech school, and he's an auto mechanic, but since he went through tech school, uh, the changes have been phenomenal. And, uh, of course, he's a fabulous mechanic, and he's been able to keep up with everything. And uh, But, I mean, I'll never forget when they started out where the cars had a so-called brain. And he says, oh, well, you're, 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 <laughs> the problem with your car is it's the brain. and uh, <laughs> Control modules and the yeah. brain. Yeah. yeah. And uh, those kinds of things, that's like the beginning of the electronic uh, work that has been going on year after year, I think, and advanced technology in terms of how... How the car operates and uh, you know it, it used to be uh, quite a rare uh, you used to be able to like you know a need maybe from time to time uh, a cable uh, to jump it jump uh, for a dead battery or a battery that's going down today it's a very rare occasion when you'd have to do that unless you run the battery down yourself uh, but uh, it is uh, it is a much different situation and uh, tr- you know doing the jumper cables and stuff is a little bit different too well I learned something from you earlier and in terms of fuel cell technology, right? Yeah. Well, I got something for you. Okay. What do you think are one of my biggest, what do you think is one of the biggest service um, hurdles or service customer situations we have on a day-to-day basis? You so, ready? Okay, ready. Because I'm not going to let you, I don't want you to even guess wrong. Okay. Don't I'm going to tell you. Okay. Sorry, but I'm taking the suspense. Pairing the phone to the car. Oh. That is the as the technology increases in phones yes. and as to- the technology increases in the car, they don't keep up. No, they don't. And I, I'm going to use a pun. I wish they would talk to each other. 
<laughs> they don't. That's so that's great. my biggest. And I just got a new phone. Yeah. And I went up like yeah. five years or something. Yeah. And I and and it's true. They all like it's like what is going on. So, I think the phone pairing to the car. Everybody uses their car and their phone, in, in, with perfect synergy now, which is good. But there's a lot of overlap there. A lot of things going on. And. Um, that is an interesting, uh, people have apps on their phone for their car, and people have their car Bluetooth paired to their phone, and they use things on the screen here that are on their phone, and there's mirroring going on, etc. And that is um, a necessary for every, for every, you know, new customer or new buyer, buyer of a new product, it becomes a necessary real quick. I can see people come in and say, no, no, I don't need that. They're back in six months saying, hey, this isn't working. <laughs> and then uh, and, uh, my friends over at Wireless Zone, which I love, you know, I'll say, go see them. They got you. It's their phone, not us. <laughs> no, we don't do that, but it is. It that is, is, that is a lot we of know those phone height. numbers because we're yeah, always we talking do. back and forth to try to make it work because you're coming to one of those places in North Windham. That's right. And, you right. know, I've got my I got my iPhone, and then they you've got the way that it works when it's plugged yeah. in to the, to the charger thing. It says, oh, you got to do the Apple this and that. Yeah. And then I... I unplug it because I don't want to see the Apple stuff. And I go, okay. But nevertheless, I can always get, don't even answer this, Siri. But uh, <laughs> my phone, get... my car's ringing. <laughs> and Siri goes, sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> my late, my late grandfather, and uh, he, he had a car and he was in Florida. And I remember him calling, this is years back. My car's ringing. <laughs> His phone was because you know we had set it up for him, and uh, yeah, that was a funny thing. He said, "My car's ringing." Call me from the house phone. My car's ringing, but um, the, the, there's a lot of that now. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There is it's, everything's it, together now. I'm thrilled to have the capacity to say to Siri, uh, "Please call so and so," and they call, or and, t- and then Siri goes, "Hey, you got a text message?" I said, "Go ahead, Siri, tell me what it is." But I don't have to touch my phone. I just chatter uh, and yep. get uh, Siri to you know behave and do what Siri's supposed to do, and <laughs> well, just in the, in, the, in, the, in the years that we've had you on here, an, pretty yeah. much annually, to update us on the industry, uh, I can still recall. It seems like only yesterday when, um, oh, I think we were talking about the, the Chevy Bolt, and then uh, you said, "Well, uh, Nissan has the Leaf," and yes, I, yes. I had no idea. I mean, I yes. and, and that, that wasn't that long ago. No. And, and, you know, and now, uh, you know, as Susan mentioned before, you know, people are talking about electric vehicles, and electric vehicles are definitely becoming, they're going to become more prevalent. There's no question. I mean, it's, it's beyond a doubt. The question is how long? Because, I mean, we just had that issue that came up this year with, with Ned Lamont's proposal, which was probably a little bit ambitious in terms of, you know, going, switching over from, Gas-powered vehicles to... Uh... Well, let me just say that was not Ned Lamont's proposal. That was something that was developed in California. You're right. It was legislation that was passed in 2004. Yeah. And it was a situation where regulations review uh, was to create regulations based on the 2004 right. legislation that was passed and that we'd all agreed to, uh, to have... Um, have every kind of sale would occur, as long, but no new... Uh, cars except electronic vehicles would be sold after 2035. So that was essentially the regulation that was created based on an agreement that we had and ideas for uh, tax credits 
for the electronic vehicles. So as somebody who used to chair the Regulations Review Committee, you can only do something based on a statute. So it was based on a statute that was put into effect before Ned Lamont was the governor. Right. It was also something that had to be addressed with the, uh, with the uh, deep um, commissioner, uh, as, uh, and uh, Deep Commissioner uh, was uh, adamant about continuing on with that language when, in fact, there might be an adjustment in the language. I haven't looked at the language, honestly, but uh, that's essentially I, I know about. I looked at the articles and the language that we had proposed, but to match up the statute and the language to make sure how that worked and whether there was more breathing room in the existing statute is uh is the the question, and it also uh, becomes a situation now where we are looking at uh, also being able to be in compliance with the with the agreements that we had uh, with the state of California, but also uh, to so we can keep the tax credits, keep the federal money coming for the electronic vehicles, uh, and uh, just take a look so that we're not as stiff in terms of the regulations that we proposed that didn't quite make it. So it's a little more nuanced than that. Oh, okay. So I, I just I just wanted to bring it up so that you would uh, explain it to everybody. You know, I'm I, I actually trying to help you. Oh, thank you. Okay. okay. That, that it was actually the Regulations Review Committee of the legislature. They have Correct. this committee that when, when regulations are issued based on statutes, they always have to be based on statutes, and the Regulations Review Committee has to pass on the regulations. And they, they decided that the regulations were... Uh, a little bit too ambitious in terms of. Uh, they may not have even been necessary. They might have been, uh, right. uh, you know, based on the 2004 statute. I mean, it could have been. Maybe there could be more wiggle room in the in the regs. I mean, I see some regulations. Let me just say, when I chaired the committee, that you could drive a, a, a freight train through. I thought you were going to say a truck. <laughs> Oh, gee, SUV. I should have said, I should have said yeah. an SUV. How about an SUV? I should have said a truck. Should have an electric Hummer. How about, a, how, about a hy- how about a hybrid? We crab crawl through the electric Hummer. Fuel cell vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuel cell no, I have another loose end from the first part okay. of the show because sure. you mentioned, uh, you were talking about how, how much fun it is, uh, both of you, how much fun it is to drive uh, your vehicle. The, yeah, uh, I love my hybrid. Yeah. What, is it, what is it called? The C-Max. The C-Max, your C-Max, because every once in a while, one of the ways I keep the mileage down on my truck, to 47,000 in almost 11 years, is <laughs> when I go have to go, you know, uh, f- uh, to Bloomfield or someplace like that, I will, and, and it's available, I will take the C-Max. Mm-hmm. And sometimes actually, uh, you know, one, one thing that people, all people who have a truck know this, if you have a truck and other members of the family do not, you know they're going to be borrowing, right? <laughs> and they, they do, and, and sometimes and sometimes and they put more miles on it than I do, and more dents. They, right. Let's just get that out there. The family members well, that borrow the truck always put a dent. They, no. they, they, cer- they certainly <laughs> could. Well, that uh, has happened in the past. But yeah, a with a little he, scratch or something. Yeah, the old well, truck. What's this? What's this? Yeah. You know, uh, what did you do with my truck? Uh, what did you do with my truck? <laughs> oh, it's oh, ten years old. What do you mean? Hey, hey, you know, you're gonna have some. You no, know, it's not gonna be pure. Anyway, it's a truck, and so you can. Anyway, I I must I have to say I love driving the C Max. It is fun to drive. Yes. I when I first started driving, I you know I turned the key and Sue would say, "Okay, you can you can go now." I said, "Well, I don't hear anything," you know. But it it is amazing. It is amazing, and I I, I enjoy that car. So I'm kind of hoping, Susan. I'm saying this right <laughs> on the air that if you do get a new car, an all electric vehicle. That you keep the C Max and you let me drive it. 
once in a while. <laughs> so, uh, more often than I do now, which is not much at all, mm. because I enjoy driving it, and it's uh, especially when I have to go uh, an hour or so. It, well, it's maybe nice. you could, you know, get the electric car. I think I think we just we can f- fix this up for all the viewers. I think they would agree if we had a poll. I think we will sell Susan a new electric, and then we're going to take your truck from you, and we're going to get you an electric vehicle and a, a hybrid. So we're going to have four cars, <laughs> one for each of you, and. One of each style for each of you, and then I'll let you borrow the truck. No scratches or dents. Oh wow! Oh, Thank it, you. It, oh. it, but at my age, at my age, I thought I thought this this F one fifty that I got back in 2013 was my last vehicle. Oh, I've heard that but, so many but, times. Yeah, when you get old, you know, you start thinking that way. Yeah. But you know what? It's still going strong. And Sue had that uh, that old. Remember that Silverado bunkers. I had the silver. I was nineteen eighty five Chevy Silverado. Chevy Silverado, you bought used. And I bought it used, and it was like oh, twenty five years. There I was. I loved that truck. I, I loved having a truck. Yeah, you know, that's I, yep. yeah. But it was a, it was great, and I, I it was I got it like I said for my kayaks, and uh, Gates yeah. ended up with it. Yeah, Call well, me Ford. Yeah, <laughs> well we did uh, we did trade it in cash for clunkers. And that's it, right. And that's my right. brother. Made a great so deal. I got I got to tell you, my brother called me. He says to me. You are trading your truck in. I go no. He says you better trade that in. He says if you get if you get t if you get t t uh, what do they call it t boned if you get t boned it'll explode because that truck had the gas tanks on the side. Oh yeah, yeah, like sand. And bags, I yeah. so I so it was just the same as the Pinto back in the day. Oh yeah, and uh, Pinto, yeah. yeah, the back if you get rear-ended. <laughs> uh, so Pinto, the, but anyway, uh, so I went right down. to... To, to your place and uh, and I got myself a new truck and I was quite pleased with it till the tree fell. On it was it. very nice. <laughs> the, you know the we we went back. I wanted to go back to that electric. We were talking yeah. about regulations. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wanted to clean it up for the viewers at home and say one thing. I think that none of us know where we are going to be tomorrow with this with with with, with sure. regulation. That's correct. Right. I don't think any and I don't and I don't know why I feel compelled to say this, but I don't think any consumer has to be concerned about their purchasing in the next couple of years and I don't I don't I don't see an immediate adjustment to their lifestyle in the way that they know they want to live their car life. Um, yeah. I think is a very interesting time and it's very there's cluttered with new product and i don't mean i shouldn't say clutter that's not the word there's an abundance of new product out there and <laughs> i but good. i mean but it is hard to de- decipher yeah and i think it's very interesting it's a great time and this isn't a plug to my dealership or anybody's but it's a great time to spend some time at a dealership when looking for a vehicle the biggest change in our business over the last 20 years has been online purchasing versus in-store purchasing and there's i think we we have always been a, a a place where you have you have to have something for service and you have to have something and you do for sales and it's and I I'm I'm an old school guy that still writes out checks so I prefer you know I'm not an online banker so I don't need to do my transactions online I like to do them old school I don't know why but I do so I yeah. think doing your your personal stuff and doing your deliveries by by way of a, a traditional closing isn't a bad idea it's a very big purchase but. Mm-hmm. We can do it any way you like. I can't imagine buying something on, like that online. And I, we can. Do, I, I just do, cannot we imagine. We do doing do it, that. and it's done often, I, I done daily. I can't believe yeah. it. I, I would want to know. I would want to go yeah. into the store, yeah. hear all about the vehicle, yeah. 
and I and I want you know. I try I, to buy my cars local, my appliances yeah, local. Right. There's certain things. So, Me too. But Me yeah, because exactly. I, I would like a car like you know, I would like a car that's that I have a relationship because it, yes, it's the relationship's not needed to buy it; it's needed to keep it going. That's and, right. And got that the, right. the, the, the appliance you can buy anywhere, but it's you want the service. Yeah, and then that's you right. don't get the service, and so we're yeah. so glad we have local appliance store now right here in town, yeah. and you can go Let's there go. and yeah. Good Buscat. friend of mine. They're great friends of mine, and okay. they're great people. They're yes, great, they and it's it's and another way to keep the shelf service. Yes, they are. And I've gotten all my appliances when necessary from them, and they come in and install them. They take the old stuff away. It's like a no hassle, and you can call them for help anytime. And their prices are price are right the price is right right. price is amazing better absolutely i I mean i checked them out and i checked out the prices and i'm my goodness i was thrilled but but uh but this isn't for jeff i mean uh you know i'm just kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm totally kidding no it's a total joke because we're great friends but the um the the (laughs) don't be happy with us yeah but at the end of the day i think that the that the the technology just getting in a new vehicle today the weight like, I was driving a full-size SUV with a twin-turbo V6, inline-six twin-turbo. You know, that SUV traditionally had a V8 motor. Mm-hmm. The difference, the weight, the feeling of that I'm driving this full-size SUV, and it feels light to me. Yes, and it's yes. Very, it's impressive. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Just just changing from a V8 to a V6 makes such a huge difference in the way it feels. The way it feels. Because that's what happened very with the truck. When the when the when the when the yeah. tree fell on our truck, the first truck we got from you, we went from a V8 to a V6, yeah. and the feeling was completely different. And I was just Tremendous. absolutely thrilled with the difference. What is my truck? It's a V6. Oh. See the the black one that we bought know. was a V8. Oh, the, I, yeah. Well, so I, I always I, like I, I always about a V8 <laughs> engine back in the day, but then I got uh, I got a I um I got a, a car that was a V6 that was a 2000 uh, Mercury Mystique. And then the gear from you issues. and yeah, uh, you that I, yeah, yeah, I bought that from you. Yep. Well, I, I have a kind of a funny story about that. Well, we don't have time. We're, we're heading. Uh, he's very <laughs> mystique. He says we got two minutes. Two minutes. Quickly, I, I asked so many questions about the car. They thought I was from Ford Company and testing the, how they're how they were doing with sales. So they had bets going there. That's the kind of <laughs> that used to happen. So that was a big thing back in the day. Yeah. That's what I and want. So, yes. And so when I bought the car, I saw I, you correct somebody uh, today. I can understand why they thought that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So when I bought the car, the guy customer. who sold it to me, he says, "I knew Phew. you were for real." Phew. She's not. She's not one of those fake ones. <laughs> that yeah. was a big deal. She's we a real used, customer. We used to get those. We back, you know back back then that was they were called mystery shoppers, and we got a lot of them. Yeah. Every month. Yeah. And they were a lot of work. <laughs> I was. Oh, yeah. She bought a she bought a car. <laughs> We're down to our last minute, Good Denny. Any final words for our uh, listeners? Oh uh, yeah, Stop. great to have you on the show. By Thank the way, Thank you. great to have you. Uh, best food in town over there, at Thunderbird Cafe over at Columbia Ford. That they have great. great food, open for breakfast and lunch uh, on Monday to Friday. And so stop in, have something to eat, and check out some cool vehicles. And if you're not looking yet, but you're around for lunch or something like that, come in. And get yourself, uh, just get yourself acclimated to just what's going on. And it's a lot of fun, and, and, and we will help you out. And you don't, no need to buy. Just come in and enjoy, enjoy learning about what's going on. I always enjoy being over at Columbia Ford. The service is great, and the people are nice. And uh, 
It's always a fun time. It is, and I'd love to have breakfast or lunch there and uh, go back and see what kind of vehicles you have and ask a lot of questions about it. And every once <laughs> in a while, works. I'm lucky, and I run into Denny Gates. She asks her questions. She already knows the answer to it. <laughs> well, that's a lawyer in me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're, uh, we're, we're right down to the end of the show, Susan. What do you have to say? All right. Thank you so much, Denny thank Gates. You, thank you. And happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll be back uh, next week with a brand-new show. Thank yeah, you. happy holidays from Matt Rupert, Dennis O'Brien, Denny Gates, and Susan Johnson. We'll be back next week with another great guest.